This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? Everybody has the power to choose. And in this season, we really need to critically analyze who we're choosing to be with. And so my analogy is your board of directors. You know, put it in a business context and... This is the season to say who are the who are your board of director members? Who are your board members? You know, because everyone got got their own. Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. What say you? Real sisters, real talk. say you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you sister hey how are you doing happy new year girl it's good the best part is new, 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 and year. Yeah. Year, year. Put them together. New year. Thank you, Jesus. New year. Uh-huh. New things. Yeah. Wrote, wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? <laughs> I feel like the one... It's a new season. It's a new day. You know, that's the uh, fresh anointing is coming my way. And uh, I'm feeling like that because that 2020, honey, Rona was, Rona got to go. Yeah. It was, it, look, I am not one to take for granted every day that God gives me, let alone every year. Mm Mm-hmm. With that said, I am very happy to see 2020 gone Mm -hmm. and so looking forward to the new year and new ways of doing things and being and listening and hearing and seeing and and everything. And especially, ooh, him gone. Oh, Oh, <laughs> boy, bye. <laughs> if he ain't gone by the time this come out, him going. Yeah, him going, we make it a verb. Going, Ooh. him going, him gone, him, him. There is a plan for him to be done. Mm. Mm. Girl, we and for that, a- I'm joyful. Mm. What's we'll say? I said, we just need a moment of silence for the exit, right? Oof. Mm. Oof. That is, uh, that is the biggest exhale. And so a um, couple things. Yeah, let me just think. Let me just say it like this. I'm, I'm grateful for the new year. I'm grateful to be in my, uh, acad- on my academic journey because it really is inspiring me to think about the future in new ways. And right now... Uh, I've kind of couched my research in the life cycle of a butterfly. And so if we use that metaphor, I would like for everyone 
to think about it um, in those terms. As we come in a new year, you get to set new goals, new intentions, new ways of being, uh, exploring, making meaning, making sense of life, asking yourself the hard questions. And so if you look at a butterfly and the metamorphosis of it all, you know, there's the butterfly and then there's the argument, did the butterfly come before the egg or did the egg come before the butterfly? But anyway, let's just start with the butterfly. The butterfly lays the egg, then the egg turns into a caterpillar. The caterpillar becomes the chrysalis or the pulpa and then the pulpa becomes a butterfly. And then it starts all over again. The butterfly lays an egg and mm -hmm. that, that's the circle. And so the meaning is, at least for me and how I receive it, is something has to, in order for the butterfly to become beautiful like that, something has to die, right? Because when they're inside the, um, the chrysalis stage, when they're, I mean, inside the caterpillar stage, they're shedding skin and, you know, they're growing and, and then they move to the next stage and then they're they're uh, nourishing from the inside out. Girl, there's so much in that metaphor about just oh moving forward. You know, so when we look back at the reality of COVID and what it brought to us, then the idea is how we respond to it. And either this is a season for the, oh my God, and all the impact, or this is the, and, and it's, it's the worst time ever, or this is a season of, let me shed the skin, you know, and the butterfly as it's becoming, it keeps growing and growing. It's eating and eating and getting bigger and bigger. Okay, so what you gonna feed yourself in this season? What you gonna eat? Well, I tell you what, I will be eating differently. And I'm a, I already am uh, eating as the metaphor. Uh, if this, if 2020 didn't teach me anything else it gave me the time the time to be still the time alone to really think and and think about and process and feel and decide who i am who uh, uh crystallize is that what you said chrysalis chrysalis i i'm not the same person and, right. and, and that's okay. I mean, of course, the foundation of me is this, the foundation is the same. And, but all this, how, how I process information and relationships, how I show up in them in relationships, how I um, choose, realize I have choices uh, to internalize or not external things that are coming at me it it it, it is just uh 2020 gave the opportunity me the opportunity and i hope many others to spend that time really fine-tuning towards your peace what is peace mm -hmm. and, and protecting your peace mm. when you're not in a peaceful place individually that's where drama comes in mm. and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to that person that occupied our lives. Uh, you know, externally for four years, we have the opportunity now, not only with 
you know, a new political administration, but what about your individual administration mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and demonstration? Mm. I hope people took the time to really, as uh, uh, Michael Jackson said, you know, man in the mirror. Man in the mirror. Yes, sis. I hope people took that time in 2020 to really take a look at the man in the mirror and, and make that change. Make the change that is, is needed for you to demonstrate the love. And I know the uh, viewers can't see it, but I have the love background That's right. on Zoom screen, virtual background, because that's what, if we didn't learn anything else, we need to lead with love in this new year and all year long, lead with love. I've never heard of anything uh, when you lead with love, then I, I've never heard of hate coming in because mm -hmm. love trumps it. Like we yeah. play in bed with. Mm -hmm. Big joker. That's right. That's right, girl. Go ahead. You played the big joker, the one, the one with the colors, you know? Yep. And so <clears throat> that's important. But when you, when you're talking about that, I had a situation this week. I was in a meeting um, with colleagues and we're trying to brainstorm, um, you know, problem solve. And so I made a suggestion. Maybe we should do such and such, you know, because I, I can't tell too much without telling our business. So I'm going to just try to paraphrase it. So it was like, maybe you should, I was saying, maybe we should think about doing such and such. And then the other person responded. It was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. But the response is going to be like really cynical and people are going to be, you know, why are they saying that and this, that and another. And, and so the pushback was because the people that received it would think it was too cheesy or it would be this. And I just flat out said, I don't care what they think because so? we're leading with love. Mm. So who, who is... Who, who can be mad? I mean, it, if a person wants to be mad, then that's something that they have to reflect on. If the intention, you're leading with love. So if they reject your love, then then that still is on them because your lead is love. You know, yes. you've got to be aware, you know, understand your barriers, your circumstances, your situations, your environments. I mean, those are all necessary for your the scan of your ecology, right? But if your intention is always to lead with love and your filter is love, then we gonna, we're going to walk well in this new year. And even, and we have to practice this because we got 72 million people, which I so appreciate the data, the data being revealed that 72 million people voted for that person. So then it's like, okay, we're aware. We got some numbers on this. We can determine probability when we walk into a space and say, okay, I know they're here, you know, so yes. what is, you know, what's my intention and what's my response going to be? And quite frankly, I'm going to say whether you voted for that person or not, I still see you as a human and yes. I'm going to lead with love. And then how you respond to me Ooh, child, that's going to determine the next thing I do. <laughs> well, right. And, 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 you know, whether that person was that 
Clinton was in the White House or not, um, that's not changing who I am. I'm, you know, I'm changing who I am because that's how we grow and get better and become more effective, especially in, in what, how we show up in the world and with others. And so, yeah, leading with love, what I'm expecting, what I, well, not expecting because expectations lead to future disappointments. What I'm hoping is that that person being gone and not being able to, not having the power, the space, and the access to feed those people, those 71 million people, like he used to. I mean, he'll still probably do stuff on his, um, you know, on the sidelines, but he will no longer have that platform to feed those people, which those people always existed, but they existed underground before him. And quite frankly, I know, you know, that's not going to change. Racism, all of that hate and stuff, that's never going to go away, ever. However, with that person not having that platform anymore, that broad, powerful platform, I see those people going back underground, which is fine with me. Absolutely fine with me. It's kind of like I, when I took out the trash today, girl, there was, a, I opened up the trash can top because my, um, my garbage goes out tomorrow. Open up the uh, trash can top and it was a big old slug. Oh, wow. Yeah, big old slug on the side of the trash can on the inside. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. And so anyway, I put the trash in, came back inside, and then I realized I have some other stuff that I needed to go back out there and, and throw in the trash can. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I had to go back out there. And I'm scared because I'm thinking the slug is still there. I opened up that top. That slug was gone. Now, was it gone out the trash can? Probably not but it was buried underground. Yep. That's my analogy. Now that that person does not have that power anymore, some of those 71 million, a lot of them will go back underground. And that's fine with me. Stay under there. Mm -hmm. I don't care what happens underneath. Yeah, which is... <coughs> don't spread it to the rest of us. Which I'd, I'd like to jam off of that. So the call for 2021, I believe is the loudest call possible is for leadership. You know, we call in all leaders. We, this is a call to action for leaders. And that is a term that you, a title that you get to bestow upon yourself. You know, yes. look around you, who's following you? Who are you influencing? You know, who, who is really um, at your side and you can influence them and in the biggest way to vote, you know, and to understand uh, issues and what's going on in the world. Who's listening to you? Okay. And I think that first of all, it must be, uh, uh, it must be a, an intentional effort to think about that. You know, everyone had think about that and answer that for yourself because those are your people. That's your audience. And so we have to be clear on our audience. Uh, it, it, I mean, intensely clear on our audience so that we can execute leadership. 
And then we just start talking about leadership principles, you know, and like, what do leaders do? And the, the first and foremost is that, you know, they are confident in themselves and people have, people trust them. So my question to you, and then I'll bounce it to you, Audrey, for um, leadership, but I feel like being a trustworthy person is the number one uh, quality that a leader should have. And that is my uh, intention for 2021 is to stay that way, you know, to do everything mm -hmm. that I can. My actions are always, will always be guided by um, my integrity. You know, do, do I keep my word? Do, um, you know, how do my friends know that I'm there and I care for them? They know that by actions. And if we just, in our minds, if we are very, very clear about who our audience is and who we are serving in 2021, that's how we mobilize. And we're all leading with love. What say you? Well, I say, um, I agree with everything you said. And when I think of a leader, I think of authenticity. Mm -hmm. I want an authentic leader and an authentic leader is not perfect. So let's be clear. There's no such thing as perfection in any of us as humans. One of the things that I know is that some of the best leaders I've ever had, the common commonality amongst them was they were authentic. They showed up as themselves, their whole selves, all the time. Their actions match their words. Mm -hmm. And they were not perfect. And I didn't have to agree or disagree. Uh, I didn't have to agree with them to respect them. I respected them because I knew what to expect. So... To me, that's what um, the a big thing about leadership and leading with love in 2021 is that has to be part of who you are, who you really are. Now you can't fake, you cannot fake authenticity. You can say, "Oh yes, I have." Uh, I have people's best interests at heart. You can say all the right as a, you can say all the right buzzwords, but you cannot fake authenticity. That's right. You, you can't. And the fact that you think you might be faking it is showing that you are not authentic. So long story short, my thing is that um, 2021 is going to be all about love. And I've, I have, and, and I lead with it and I've put in the work and uh, I'm staying on the path with that. Even when um, sometimes I slide, I start sliding off the path. It's kind of like if you're driving, uh, you know, you ever driven in snow and ice? Yep. And the wheel, is, you know, you hit a patch of ice and you start sliding, but you can control it if you're going slow enough. You can control it by turning the wheel and, you know, whatever, and, and maybe decreasing speed. I find myself, I know the focus is leading with love. 
when I find myself sliding, I hit that patch of ice, which happens. Uh I am able to course correct and, and control it. And so that's what um, I'm very clear on for 2021. And this is our mashup show. So that means we can talk about a lot of different topics. And, you Uh know, I'm getting old. I'm 61. Uh I got to say something. I got to introduce this while I'm thinking about it. Okay, girl. Girl, we talking about 2021. What you think about that vaccine? You going to get one? Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. What say you? Well, I'm just going to be clear that I'm not the one to ask, okay? Because I have to I have to discern, right? And so That's I don't That's why know, I asked you. I know. Well, you know, I don't want to be all controversial and, you know, have people want to pull funding and all that stuff. But I really can't get... Um, Tuskegee out of my head and I know that they um you know they tell us not to think that way and stuff but if that's how you were raised then um that's how you were raised and so I'm on unapologetically um saying that that's how I was raised not to trust the government so I under as far as putting anything in my body and you know good and well sister all my life, I, once I have had dominion over deciding what goes in my body, I haven't taken uh, anything. You hear me? Yes. I haven't. Me I've either. never had a flu shot. I've never had this, that, and that. I don't, that's just not me before COVID and after COVID. I've never done that. So now I'm super worried because I see these reports come out where they're um, talking about mandatory, you know, like making making you take the vaccine. So okay. I'm like, how can you force me to put stuff in my body? So I'm I'm just saying that my answer is no, because it has been a no, not because of COVID. It's just been a, a no because it's a foreign substance that goes in my body. I don't want that. I hear and you. Wait, wait, wait. And then, you know, I'm just saying, and I don't know scientifically, if this makes sense or not, but when you take a flu shot, you still get the flu. So I don't don't know. And maybe we could have somebody come on and and explain it and everything. But just for me right now, I'll, um, I'll give it time to work its course and see what, see what's happening, but I'm definitely not entertaining that idea. I hear you. Um, I'm feeling that, uh, Time, I definitely would have to give it time to work its course, as you said. Also, so I would not be jumping to the front lines, let's say that. And and like you, you know, I've injected in my body based on our history, history of using Black people as experiments. I mean, that's fact. And if you're not Black, you don't understand. And that's okay. Mm-hmm saying is that when that is part of your reality, that's how grown women such as us have this perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Because our history for people that look like us has not been great. Well, it hasn't, 
it hasn't been reconciled. So you, no. you, it hasn't been reconciled. So please don't try to tell me how I should feel and everything. My hesitation at at the onset of the question really had to do with the aftermath of having to explain yourself because you know the national uh, outlook is that take the vaccine, take the vaccine. Well, you know, don't don't be trying to decide for me. You know, that's all I'm saying, and that's why I, you know, I'm only speaking. I'm speaking for Melanie. And mm-hmm. um, and this has been Melanie's path before this vaccine showed up on the um, screen. I'm doing everything that is being asked of me to do as a responsible citizen. Like you and I were talking earlier, I'm sick of myself. I'm so tired yes. of seeing myself in the mirror and being up here in this house with just me, myself and I, the three personalities. And, you know, I, I gauge... I gauge my uh, compliance by how long it takes me to fill up my gas tank. You know, it's been, it's been, well, you, you never drive anyway, but for me, you know, I was a once a week uh, gas tank filler. And since huh? been, I'm like once every two and a half, three weeks, something like that, that, that I, I get gas. So I, you know, I'm doing what I need to do. It's just, um, I don't have a lot of energy to be arguing about this damn virus. This is a um, a personal choice, and so it, it, I, I'll just make that when um, in 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 discernment with God. That's it. But I don't feel like I don't feel like that answer that I'm giving is the same answer or like it to the answer where people say because I've seen this pastor on CNN talking about. There's no COVID. There's no COVID. Yeah. Oh, girl. <clears throat> yeah. Talking about so in denial. It's not my answer. Is not that answer. My answer is just my personal passionate answer. That's just for Melanie. Now, wait a minute. One more thing. Now, okay. I, I will have to consider differently if Africa. If I can't travel, then that's a different thing because. You know, I got to figure out how to get in my countries. I don't, if they're requiring it, just like you have to get the yellow fever shot in some countries, then I really have to think think hard about it. So I'm anticipating that the rules are going to change. It's going to catch up. And the moral part of how I'm feeling is going to be diminished because it's going to be the necessity, the business. Yeah. And I, I just want... Um... I want to be clear that I'm doing, and we all are doing everything. I'm wearing a mask. I wear a mask. Yes, you do. Home. I wash my hands. I limit myself. I I have done that from the beginning. I do not get mad. At I do not have ill feelings towards our governor when he says what we should be doing, you know, with restaurants, bars, whatever. I have no desire to place myself nor others in front of harm. I have no problem following the rules when I have a choice about a vaccine. Yeah. 
something that is going into my body, my body, that's that's a different story. Mm -hmm. And if it is mandated, if it is mandated, I'm not going to be at the front of the lines of the mandate. Hell, I might have to stay at home all the time. And you know, I traveled a lot. There may come a time, um, like you said, I traveled for my work. So if I had to get one in order to travel for work, that would be a different situation. That's a different situation, yep. As long as there is choice, I have no problem uh, and have had no problem following the rules that um, place others not in harm. I don't have no problem. A mask, really? What's the big deal? I never get. I never got that. But um, this whole vaccine is a is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to we'll have to see how that how that all how turns that out. out. But what I do want to say, because I know that there are many listeners that feel like we're feel like we do, you know, and we're having this conversation out loud. It's like you don't you do not have to be um, ashamed or silenced in any way about how you feel. I mean, there's so many people that are ready to jump on you and, you know, cause I, I know even with Facebook, right. When you, when you, um, on, on my own Facebook page, if I'm out, if I'm with another person or if I'm doing this, then you, and I, and if I didn't have a mask on, you know, even though I had my, have my situation covered, where's your mask? You know, people start starting to get all judgy and everything, about it and all I just want to say is slow your roll. You know, this is this is new stuff. This is um a new territory. People have the right to be reflective. People have a right to um discern and decide. And so I'm saying also in 2021, let's have more grace for one another. You know, let us um let us just be mindful that everybody is going through and these decisions are are hard ones, but they're ones that have to be, some people think about it fast and furious, and then other people take a little time to figure it out. But there's no time for this judging. We don't have time for, we shouldn't be spending time defending ourselves against decisions that are ours to make. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, and um, part part of leading with love a big part of leading with love is really taking a step back and looking at whatever the situation is, any situation where there may be uh, differing perspectives, making a conscious choice to step back and try to look through it from the other person's lenses. Mm-hmm. That is um, something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And typically when things go sour in a relationship or conversation or whatever, it is because each person is trying to win the other over to their thought, right? And that is not always, that is never, I should say, that is never a, a, a good strategy. 
Mm-hmm. How about if we listen and make a conscious choice as best as we can, listen and try to see it from the other person's view? Yeah. Because we are all different. And we know that nobody can see and feel what you see and feel in your own individual heart and soul. And so if we just thought about someone else and, and, and focused on trying to understand where they're coming from and not trying to win, I think that would go a long way, regardless of, you know, whether it's the vaccine, it's politics, it's, discussions at work, something with the loved one, just really trying to feel it and see it from their point of view. Doesn't mean you have to agree. And that's the other thing. You don't have to agree. Love is not about you always agree. Love is about always keeping the other person, making sure that your actions and words keeps the other person intact and whole mm-hmm. and maybe inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And understanding that your narrative is just that it's yours. And it's yours. So, <laughs> so, right. So just, it's your narrative and others have their own. And so really, really listening to what people are saying and not judging you know, based on your frame of reference, not judging, but listening to hear where you can find the common ground and then, you know, move together. So um, we're not talking about resolutions today, listeners. We're just talking about uh, ways of being, you know, and, and opportunities to bring people together, right? To heal, to reconcile our community. Before I forget, Girl, you heard from Bruce yet? Yeah, you heard from Bruce Dahmeyer? Girl, no. Yeah. No, you? No, I ain't heard from Bruce. We still on the mission. I haven't seen any uh, cabinet appointments, so I'm wondering if his office is still going to be all white and stuff. But um, You're going to have to remind people um, who Bruce Dahmeyer is. Oh, yes. Yes, friends. Okay, we got to step back into 2020 just a minute, and the elections, and Bruce Dahlmeier is, was, is the um, sitting Pierce County executive. Uh, he was running for election against Larry Sequest. So if you go back some episodes in the What Say You podcast archives, then you'll be able to hear those stories. But basically, we were inviting him to the show to just talk about his candidacy and there was a lot going on because he was pretty messy, you know, fired the um, he fired the only black person in his cabinet and then put her business out uh, in general public, which we still can't figure out how that got past HR. But still, right. that happened. Um, but he still won. Right. So he's still the Pierce County executive. And um, but it was nice to uh, to hear from Larry Sequel. But we have continued to invite him to the show, right? Because he's always welcome, and um, we want him to. We want him to come because we we're citizens of Pierce County. We want to know what's going on and why is your administration all white? You know, that's the part that we need to keep uh, an eye on. 
why is your administration, all them six figure jobs up in there? Why? People, you know, oh, but, oh wait, we did say that there was a sister, um, sister indigenous person that, that works in the administration. And I hope that everything is not falling on her for all things people of color. But still, that's the question. Why is your administration all white? And this is Pierce right. County. We ain't that. We ain't no. that. And so we want to help you with recruitment or anything, outreach, anything that you want to know to diversify your administration. But girl, let me tell you what he was up to. He was trying to dismantle the health department. Girl. Okay. See, now I had I, I'm aware of that initiative. Yeah. One of my good friends works for the health health department. Okay. You know yeah. And so I, you know, my ears perked up when I first started hearing about that. And I knew that that was that is still or you know was still in, in play. I did not know that it was the Bruce. That was Bruce and his people. Okay. Wow. But look now, it's been a it's been a few weeks since this happened, but you know, we ain't been on the mic to talk about it. <clears throat> but look, let's talk about leadership because that's what we were talking about. We've been talking about leadership all along when we say Bruce, we say leadership. Bruce, mm-hmm. we say leadership. So I mean, why in the freaking middle of a pandemic? In the freaking middle of a pandemic. Girl. You cause chaos around health and around anything health, getting people all distracted, getting, you know, you got healthcare workers worried about what their jobs is going to be like. We already worry. You know, there's yep. already a lot of stuff. Why would you do such a thing? But see, Governor Inslee, mm, that's my dude right there. I love him. Mm-hmm. That's in my HR dude. appropriate way, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, in an HR appropriate way. That's my dude right there. He stepped in with his executive order, and I read it. It was kind of, you know, wordy. But at the end of the day, that's what he was saying. You know, cease and desist that mess. You know, we, <laughs> we ain't, y'all, that's what y'all want to do, but let me tell you what we're going to do. We ain't doing that. Uh-uh, not right now. We ain't doing that. Can you well, believe that? You know, it well, ah, sister, unfortunately, I can. And I believe it because that is page and script to the white man, that white man doing what he wants to do because he can. Who that rhyme? Yeah, well, go ahead, girl. You're going to make a beat. Because mm. he can. Yeah. That man doing it because he can. Yeah, I mean, that's so real right now. With no thought, with no thought to the effect on others, regular, everyday people. Mm. Regular, everyday people. No thought to that. Why? Because he can. And when I say regular everyday people, that crosses cultures, races. We all just out there trying to live. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. People under the sound of our voice right now, they just out there trying to live. We're all race, all different races, ethnicities, 
gender, non-binary. I mean, we all out there trying to do our thing and we elect leadership. But see, okay, wait, 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 wait. Now, when we say that though, we, you know, when you look at the down ballot tickets, that's the Republican side of the house. So there's many people and citizens that are in our community that are really all right with that. Well, well, you know, and this is what I never understood. And I've never in all in all since I've been able to vote and been voting and all of that. I've never done uh, when I say never, I don't go into my voting with uh, uh, Democrat, Republican. I'm always looking at the person. I've always looked at the person. And interestingly enough, the person has always been that I can get behind and, you know, from a, what are you going to do, what they say they're going to do for the people and blah, 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 has always been a Democrat. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, I'm i like, okay, I'm only voting for Democrats. No, let me see what these people talk about. Yeah. Let me see are. With that said, I don't understand how people can vote for someone who does not have their best interest at heart as just a regular human being in the world. If specific, let's talk, keep it on the Bruce thing. Why? So you already knew before you voted for him that he had a messy heart mm. or he had a messy tendency. Yeah. Messy tendency. Yeah. So you already knew that. And yeah, Maybe that messiness wasn't pointed at you, at you personally. Yep. But why would you vote for anybody with a messy heart who have shown you that they can be messy? Why would you vote for them? Because because you messy. <laughs> well, what, and what would make you think that that messiness would not show itself in other ways down the road? That's what I don't get. I really don't. That's right. But at the end of the day, I, I just think that I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm not surprised. And I know that, um, thank God, my life don't depend on Bruce Dahmeyer. Mm. Yeah, girl. that It's just, mm, I just shake my head. Mm-mm-mm. But Bruce, listen, now you still invited. We We just want you to come talk to us because we got some critical questions that we would like to um, ask you. So we can keep extending the invitation. So girl, this is a mashup. Now, what you want to talk about? Mash it up. Okay. So I have talked about earlier, um, you know, being up in this house all by myself, day in, day out. I got time to think. And a while back, I was thinking about racism and why, like, oh my gosh, why is it still here? And, uh, um, and especially in this day and age, how are we still there? And I thought of an analogy and I'm going to call this the seafood analogy. Now, you know, we have people in our extended family, um, I think Anne and Aunt Anne and Jason, they're allergic to seafood, right? Yep. You know, allergic to seafood, fish, shrimp, anything that has to do with seafood. 
And there, and I can't remember if there's anybody else, but I, um, Aunt Anne and Aunt Jason. Aunt Anne for sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they come to mind right away. And we all know that as a family. So, you know, we know they're allergic to seafood. Now, and so they're, they're the minority, clearly, right? They're the minority. And the rest of us who are not allergic to seafood, we are the majority. majority. Now, when they go somewhere or if they're at a family gathering or whatever and there is seafood around, they are going to be hypersensitive to that, right? Oh, ooh, I got to stay away from that. I got to stay away from that. The rest of us, oh, get on some seafood. You know, their, their sensitivity to it may not even come into play because we so focused on we're so focused on, oh, I like seafood. Ooh, wait, let me get some of that fish. Let me get some of that shrimp or whatever. Give me that lobster. Give me that lobster. While they're over there having to navigate the anxiety of, well, was this cooked in the same yes. kitchen? Did it, the food touch? Yeah. Cross-contaminated. We just running around on our merry business doing our thing. It's the same thing with racism. White people, they are us. They are the majority. They are the ones that don't do not have the seafood allergy. They can go anywhere, anywhere. Seafood may have been, might have touched, whatever. They don't have a care in the world. They go to the buff seafood buffet. They ain't got a buffet. The buffet got everything. Uh, everything. And they don't have a care in the world because they don't have that allergy. Come on, girl. Preach. That's the white people. People of color and marginalized people. Mm-hmm. We got the seafood allergy. We the ones with the seafood allergy. That's right? right? That's right. Because we got to be looking around, worried about what we are coming in contact with, mm. right? Mm-hmm. The ones that have to be hyper-focused on what and who we're around. That's right. We don't have the luxury of just skipping into the buffet and knowing that everything's going to be okay. We don't have that luxury because we got that seafood allergy. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yes, girl. It makes a lot of sense to me. And and for 2021, let me mash up on that. There is a, um, it, don't you get a pen? Some kind of EpiPen or something if you get a. <laughs> I, yeah. Like if you, if you have that severe allergic reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then you know what? You just can't be around people that eat seafood and and not know that you have an allergy or even give a damn, you know? So change your friends. I want to talk about what you do have. And what you do have is you have power, right? Everybody has the power to choose. And in this season, we really need to critically analyze who we're choosing to be with. And so my analogy is your board of directors. You know, put it in a business context, and this is the season to say who are the who are your board of director members? 
who your board members, you know, because everyone got got their own. Everyone has their own. And when you handpick them, they're going to, you better doggone well believe that they're going to know that you're allergic to seafood. They better, mm-hmm. you know, they better. Who's your board? You're the board chair. Who's your vice chair? Who's your secretary? Who? I mean, like, just set it up in your mind that you're setting yourself up for success. And it really is about the company you keep. And if you're not keeping company with people that care enough for you to be aware that if you eat this or if you do this, this is how it's going to impact you and it can be life-threatening, then what the hell are they doing in your life? This is season now for, this is the pruning, cleaning, letting go, fresh start everything and don't be afraid to let go of those toxic relationships they got to go 2021 right now is they got to go what say you sister i say that um another revelation that i've had when and we've used the word toxic toxic people Mm -hmm. um i further defined uh for myself what that means and what that looks like and toxicity can show up as silence, as just right. not, not people who don't spend a, enough time with you to even care whether you're allergic to anything. Mm-hmm. They're so busy. They're so busy. And I've allowed myself to allow them to use me as their sounding board, mm-hmm. but I never get to have a sound. That's right. That's a toxic relationship to me now. Yeah. I never get to have a sound. Yeah. Why don't I get to have a sound? Yeah. It's not like i got a whole lot to say, but I, I've been hyper aware. I what? Yeah. Why don't I ever get to have a sound? You never asked me how I'm doing or you asked me how I'm doing, but it is so such a perfunctory statement. You don't even, how you doing? Well, girl, let me tell you, just yeah. move right, move no. right along. No, yeah. no, I have no energy for those people anymore. And I'm not saying that I, I need, I need all this attention, which I don't, but it feels good sometimes to be able to know that that people care about how you're doing at at minimum. Yep. I'm going back to the butterfly life cycle. You know, it is um, that season. And so in uh, 2021, you lay in an egg. Where are you laying? You know, because when I read about the butterfly, they're laid in places where they can nourish right? That mm-hmm. eggs can nourish and then move to the next stage, which would be the caterpillar. So like, where are you planting your eggs um, this season? Because that is so, so important, you know, and then what is the vision that you see for yourself? I mean, I'm asking these simple but hard questions because it's so necessary. If we're going to claim this newness, then what died you know, in the metamorphosis process, something has to die in order for it to, to birth. So what is dying of you? You know, what skin are you shedding? I'm, I mean, I'm back to that. It's got to be that um, specific 
so that you can work on um, creating your, you know, your 2021. You can create it. You can be prepared for it. Uh, when you say shedding, what skin are you shedding? I'm thinking that everybody needs to ask themselves, if you didn't come out of 2020, if you didn't come out of that different, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, in a way that you can articulate, you know, yes. you gotta be able to... You got to be able to say it, you know, call it out, name it. This is what I left behind. This is what I'm not anymore. This is what I am. This is who I've become. You know, this is, yeah. This is what I learned about me. This is what I know about me. And this is what I'm not going to do anymore. This is what I'm going to start doing because you know, it's like a keep, stop, start in the in the business world. What do you want your leader to keep doing? What do you want them to start doing? And what do you want them to stop doing? Same thing in life. What do you want to keep doing? When you come out of 2020, what do you want to keep doing for yourself? What do you want to stop doing? And what do you want to start doing? But so it, it, um, it I've talked to people and I hear them say, they me that make me know it's like dang you haven't even been reflecting Mm-mm. you've only been complaining about what you can't do that you used to do mm-hmm. you can't do you can't run mm-hmm. away from see this is the thing you can't when when bars and restaurants and all of the social things that people used to do is restricted that's distraction from self, right? That's yeah. distraction. And so I, I hear people, I've heard people complaining. That's their focus, complaining about what they can't do that they used to be able to do because of these COVID restrictions. I'm concerned about those people because what did you, what are you doing to do something new? Mm-hmm. what you used to do isn't always going to be grand. And quite frankly, I don't miss a lot of things I used to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's real talk right there. That is real talk. So let me just, um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed this mashup because we just got to, you know, go around the block and, and offer some inspiration and drop a word, you know, for 2021. And I just want to encourage, as you know, as we get ready to close, I want to encourage um, our listeners to just be more involved, be more aware, be present in 2021. Be present. This, this, this virus does not have to define us. Okay, this is really an opportunity to be innovative, to be creative, to serve more, and um lead more and and i just have to say it again love more love 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 thy neighbor let love show up uh in the smallest ways in the largest ways but those smallest ways really count just saying um i love you just saying that so i want to say doug i love you 
I love 253, Eric, and, you know, thank you for supporting us and um, giving voice to the What Say You podcast. I love you. And I want to encourage people to just say that more. Say it out loud. Say it to yourself and say it to others. Sister? Say it loud. I love and I'm proud. Let me tell you, one of the things that, one of the most powerful things that, uh, I learned in 2020 is when you love, love does conquer all. We had to find different ways to do things specifically, let's say like Thanksgiving. You know, our family always gathers together for holidays, right? And we have that in-person contact. You have all that laughter. You have all the food. You have all of that. And that in the past has been uh, uh, all holidays. That's been our thing. Gather and, and the love is there and you feel it and you see it and you can touch it and hug and all of that. Okay, eh, couldn't do that. But guess what? We still found a way to be socially responsible and make it happen. Drive, drive up, get a plate, Thanksgiving. And guess what? That love was still there. Still there. The love was still there. Guess what? You may have to, you know, me call more often and say the word and have more meaningful conversations. That's what this has taught me. Love isn't just about um, what you can't do in person, love in the coronavirus pandemic. It's not about what you can't do. It's what you can do. That's right. What you can do with what you have. Because you can demonstrate love in many ways, if it means that much to you. And I love Doug. I love Eric. I love the 253. I love white people. I love, I love people, period. I love hum, humankind. And I'm going to end this on a messy note. I love that him, that person, is gone. Mm-hmm. I love that he's gone. That person that used to be in the White House. That's what I say, sister. Drop the mic. Boom. Drop the mic. Boom. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.